What's up, you guys? Welcome to this week's episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. We have another kick-ass show for you guys this week, talking about our time with some strippers in Philly, recapping our trip to Philadelphia, talking about David Ortiz getting into the Hall of Fame, our thoughts on the Nathan McKinnon hit by Taylor Hall the other night, and we are making our NFL picks for this week, who we think is going to go to the Super Bowl. Love you guys so much. Let's have a great show. Let's go. Saturday, yeah, gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit, Sarah, Kendra, I see you ladies, <laughs> y'all know what time it is, uh, <laughs> looking like you just graduated, Woo. coming from a place that y'all gravitated, Woo. looking like a boss, I just had to say, Woo. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. Woo. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. Woo. And I like it. Show me a place I can buy What is up, party people? Welcome to the most busting and amazing podcast of all time, hosted by True Queens. My name is Kendra Middleton, and I am joined by my co-host, Sarah Griffin. Sarah, happy Wednesdays and Seltzers. Or stay Thursday. I don't even know what day it is. Is it Thursday? Thursday. Thursday and Seltzers. (laughs) How are you? living the dream absolutely living the dream um I see that you are indeed a liar and drinking tequila again so (laughs) spicy mark what are we drinking okay it's the same one that I had a couple weeks ago the Cazadores I don't want to butcher this like that's just what it's called spicy margarita very good I am a liar I said to Kendra that I was not going to drink tequila for a long time (laughs) and here we are hey when you host a podcast about alcohol four days is a long time to be fair true very true Um, I've been on a good break yeah four days is like that's totally a tea break it counts (laughs) (laughs) um I am drinking a kombucha my favorite flavor the pink lady apple because I have to go film a show for Nessun immediately after we are done recording here today but I do want to give a quick shout out to Umaine Hockey and my friend Kevin over there he sent actually is sending Sarah's Oh, I have a crazy hiccup. Um, and the cow does not work for me, so I don't even say it because I can't draw. Um, but sending some stuff over to Sarah as well. So thank you to our good friend over there. Go Bears. Fuck you, NH. Go Bears. Go Black Bears. I think <laughs> um, so yeah. if you are welcome here, we if you are welcome here, if you are new here, I'm not even drinking and I feel like I'm hammered today. After all the Byron Leftwich news today, I, which we will get into later in the show, my brain is absolutely fried. I've been listening to sports radio all day. But if you are new here, we do an HLH segment every week, which is our high of the week, our low of the week, and our unexpected hero of the week, something good that happened to us. Um, just to kind of recap our week so you guys don't miss out on what's going on with us. So, Sarah, what is your HLH this week? Actually, one of these is freaking hilarious. <laughs> Okay, so my high is Jeff Teat because we got to see him play in person and everyone that listens to this podcast knows I am a big Jeff Teat fangirl. I know technically as a writer, I'm not supposed to like have a player that I fangirl over, but I do. So and he had such a good game. So I made him number one team of the week this week. So got to see Jeff Teat play lacrosse. Um, my low, ironically, one of them was tequila. Just it was a tough what was that Monday morning tough Monday Mm. morning for me (laughs) Mm. my other low is Bruins Twitter because last night you know I never give like a hot take or anything I love Kale McCarr again this is a Kale McCarr stand podcast yeah and I'm like okay I've been on the Kale McCarr train for years now so no one can even like talk shit to me I'm like I said like straight up I was like if Kale McCarr scores I'm gonna be happy yeah, he scored an overtime against the Bruins. And I tweeted, I was like, not gonna lie, I'm still kind of happy because Kale McCarr scored. I got like 20 responses. They're like, fuck you. You can never be a Bruins fan again. Someone quoted, was like, this is bizarre behavior. And I was like, man, it's not that serious. It's not like it was a playoff game. Dude, yeah. <laughs> like, I just like Kale McCarr. Like, the yeah, fuck? It's like, you don't have a favorite player that's not on your team? Question mark. Because like, I think we all, ve- we all very clearly do. 
Yeah, I'm like, you don't root, like, you literally just root for the Bruins, because that sounds kind of boring. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of all that backlash that I got when I tweeted that the Jacksonville Jaguars never deserved Calais Campbell, and everyone fucking came for my throat, and I'm like, I am not sorry, because it's true. No, and, like, you know, I hate when people are mean to people, like, I don't even feel bad. I was like, what the Mm-mm. fuck? Like, I love Kevin Carr. Sorry. I think it's cool that... He has like the highest defenseman scoring rate right now. Like, I don't know. They're just fucking cool. Whatever. He played it's a here. Game in January. He played yeah, like, here. It's a game in January. You'll get over it. Yeah. <laughs> People are so soft. So, um, that was low. They my other hero was Duncan's Monday morning. <laughs> okay. That no, that shit slapped. Okay, but they fucked us over. Okay, so if you are a New Englander. You know that Dunkin' Donuts ice waters cure hangovers. Mm. I don't know what it is. There is just crack in their ice water. Like, straight up, like, I don't know what it is. It has cured every hangover I've ever that had. That and weed. I swear to God, good to go. And so we go to Dunkin' and order the Holy Grail order. We get breakfast sandwiches, waters, and coffees. It's all you need. That's all you need. And they gave us fucking bottled water instead of Dunkin' Donuts ice water and I, for once, was nice about it, but I was just, because I ordered a large water, a large water, yeah. not a bottle of water. So <laughs> I was just like, as much as I like love a good Bajel, like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that Upset. was a little disappointing. Um, My HLH of the week, my high is that rightfully so, the Auburn Tiger basketball team is ranked number one in the country. Can I get a round of applause for the first time ever in school history? The Auburn men's basketball team um, and Bruce Pearl, we trust. I am so relieved, so happy. Go Tigers, war damn eagle, relieved. Um, my low, okay, so Sarah and I booked our, we're gonna get into our like full Philly recap in a second, don't you worry. <laughs> Um, but so Sarah and I booked this room on Expedia, like what, maybe like six weeks ago. Yeah. Not even. Like, yeah. Like maybe six weeks ago, like far enough out in advance. And we were like, okay, like we'll probably get like a decent room, whatever. Our hotel was super nice. It was huge, like perfect. But I wake up on Sunday morning and I'm <laughs> staring at one of the outlets. And it's like, you know, when you like, like screw the out, like the plastic cover into the wall. There was woman's black hair, like screwed in every single hair into like the cover of the like light switch. And I like look at Sarah and I'm like, can you come here for a sec? And she's like, yeah. And we're like standing there and I'm like, that's human hair. And she's like, that is fucking human hair. And after that, I swear to God, I just thought we were like living in a murder scene. I like thought there was blood on the door at one point and I just was like so geeked out. So that was my low. Um, But my high or my hero, my hero was watching Sarah at the strip club. If you are listening to this as a podcast and not watching us on YouTube, please switch over to YouTube for the next 30 seconds of this show because I'm about to full on give you the best explanation of what I could tell you <laughs> happened. So Sarah has never been to a strip club. We went to the first strip club that we went to and the girls weren't hot. So no offense, everyone's sexy, whatever you got. I'm not it's feminist bullshit. Yes. But just wasn't, you know, the type of girl that I'm like, you know, looking into like, you know, whatever. And so we go to another strip club and we are sitting front row on the stage. I'm smoking a cigar and drinking a vodka soda. And I see Sarah just like sitting there, like I'm like scooting my chair back so I can like accurately portray this. And she's just like, so innocently just like staring (laughs) up at the stage at this girl. And this girl, so it's like, someone's next to me, me, two people next to me, and then Sarah. And we're all sitting and it's just Sarah, like standing up, like staring up at the stage. And this stripper gets on all fours and starts like, she has obviously has no top on. She's just in a thong and like platform (laughs) high heels on all fours, like crawling towards Sarah. 
And she starts like twerking it to the music and Sarah's holding literally a dollar, a single dollar. <laughs> and this woman's like on all fours and Sarah, like, you know how, like, if you have like some sort of like strip club etiquette, you're like, okay, like you tuck it in her bra or you like throw it on the stage or you tuck it like in her thong. Sarah straight up takes this dollar and just like lightly, just gently just sets it on the like top of this stripper's ass and then pulls her hand back and it's just like staring at her like a little kid. And she's just like, <laughs> like I, when I, this is the face that Sarah was doing, she just goes. <laughs> and that was the only dollar that Sarah spent that night was just like simply just like, didn't tuck it in her G-string, nothing. Just like set it on top of her twerking ass and just like stared. I want to be respectful. Yeah. <laughs> want to touch her. Like. It was the funniest thing that I've ever witnessed in my entire life, in my entire life. Um, and I, I think it's safe to say that Sarah loves strip clubs. I was say I need to go to another one because I don't even like remember being there. So I need a like full experience. The fact that I get to take Sarah to her first strip club for the third time and see her reaction <laughs> for a third time is phenomenal because I don't know anyone else in your life currently that would take you back to a strip club, but I sure as shit will. <laughs> Can we take Lauren? Oh my god, Lauren would pass out. <laughs> That would be so funny. Um, so yeah, Sarah, big, big strip club girl. So I feel like we have to recap the rest of our Philly trip very quickly, yeah. just because most of you guys, I'm sure know, follow us on Twitter and, you know, got, got the scoop over there. But I have to say the first thing we saw when we got to freaking Philly, a fight literally a fight and it was not in the like, hotel one. lobby in the hotel lobby there was a grown-ass man and his girlfriend fighting with a security guard be- and he like literally like screaming the f-word at this guy like i thought and then they and then the security guard let them get into the elevator with us and, and it was just like kind of terrifying i love philly though um do we have any good food i'm trying philly. to yeah, we love Philly. Philly, uh, Philadelphia is a sexy city. I don't know if it's because our standards are Boston, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> a pretty city. Philly is fucking like men wise. Even the girls, <laughs> the girls were so hot, so hot. All the girls I saw on dating apps, I was just like, huh, okay. <laughs> we like threw up a thing and we were like, hey, we're trying to party. Like, if you know where like to hang out, like let us know on Sarah's thing. And nobody partied with us, but it was, you know, it was Gucci. We Gucci. None of them were that. Anyone on Hinge wasn't that cute for men. It was all the men that we saw walking on the street. Yeah, the girls were hot. I'll tell you that. Um, I don't, anything else crazy that happened to us other than like stuff we talked about on Twitter and that we're going to talk about later? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think we like cover it all basically later. Yeah, um, grits in Philly, don't do it. I was very disappointed. <laughs> um, so since we're drinking things that we have had before, obviously I smash kombucha, Sarah smashes spicy marks. Um, that's about it for our smash or pass this week, but we have a couple things surprisingly to talk about in baseball this week. Sarah, David Ortiz, first ballot Hall of Famer. I think a lot of people, I think that this was, the right decision, the right move. I'm glad that this happened as a Red Sox fan, you know, David Ortiz, I'm not, I'm obviously not from here. So it doesn't mean as much to me as it does the city of Boston, but he was the guy who got me into baseball and started to care about baseball. So I want to know from a Homer's perspective, how you feel. So fucking happy. I was going to be rip shit if he didn't get first ballot. So, so, so happy. Just that was like what I was waiting for that announcement all day it like seemed throughout the whole process that it was going to be that way. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't too nervous, but also baseball writers, bunch of self-righteous fucks. So anything (laughs) they can do for attention. I say that might be the meanest thing I've said on here, but it's true. They are. (laughs) I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Except for all of our friends who write in baseball, you guys can stay. Yes. There's the ones though that like use literally like you have a hall of fame ballot and 
they choose to use it just to get like clout and get some yep. like attention on Twitter. And I'm like, yep. why the fuck? Because I honestly find the Hall of Fame process so annoying and like so outdated. I think it's one of the most obnoxious things in baseball. Like, don't get me wrong. It's awesome when guys are inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I'm so, so happy for David Ortiz. Like, that's the best thing ever. But I just think the whole process is like catered. So these like old white fucks can like get their 15 minutes of fame. Yeah, yeah I don't disagree with you. But I do also want to know your opinion on the Barry Bond situation because this was his last chance, but not his last chance because of like the, it's like the, the retired people who can like now vote on it. But I don't think yeah. he's ever going to get in just because of like what seems to be what I have heard is that they just refuse mm-hmm. to put people who have obviously tested positive for steroids into the Hall of Fame. But a lot of people are really pissed off about this. How do you feel? I think it's so fucking stupid to not have Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. I don't give a fuck. Like, just the fact that they, like, still market the steroid era, like, as one of the best eras of baseball, but then you refuse to let him into it. When, if you look at his numbers, I don't care if he was on steroids. Like, those are fucking nuts. You cannot just be like, no. Like, I don't care. It doesn't matter, like, how many steroids he took. You cannot just do that strictly because of drugs. Like, he was just fucking unreal. That's just, he has to be in the Hall of Fame. I agree with you. I don't think he will be just because, again, they're like, oh, it's a bad look for baseball, blah, blah, blah. But, like, it's the same thing as it, they are with, like, Pete Rose and stuff. Like, oh, he's gambling, all this stuff. And then you look at them and, like, they're like, oh, go on DraftKings. Like, go on whatever. Like, go bet on this game. Like, here's the line for this. And it's like, you have to, like, have a solid stance on something and not constantly contradict yourself especially when it comes to such like a high honor as being inducted into the hall of fame, because like, that means a lot to a lot of people. And there's like, well, no, you can't do that, but we're still going to make this documentary and like market your face everywhere and make you the face of baseball this time, but you can't be in the hall of fame. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I, I totally agree for a guy who's put up numbers like that has one of the prettiest swings that baseball's ever seen. It's just, it's sad. And I don't know. Like for me, it's like, I, I never even considered your angle of how baseball in that era is marketed. So it's like, if you want to market this era of baseball so heavily and talk about it so heavily, even now it's like, okay, well you're honoring these guys with like kind of taking like the cop out of honoring these guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah. Barry Bonds, best hitter in baseball of all time. And, you know, you constantly see them posting on social. They have all these documentaries. You're always seeing them honored in different ways. But then once it comes down to their precious little Hall of Fame, where they have, again, the old boys club thing, like, no, you can't be a part of that, though. But we're still going to make money off of you. Mm-hmm. Yep. I am with you there, sister. So I posted a tweet earlier today with a poll that let's actually check on. Because when all of the Urban Meyer stuff was going on, I don't know if you remember, but I got a ton of tweets about that rant. And I asked our (laughs) followers today, which one they thought was going to, it is a 50, 50 split between a hundred votes, whether the urban rant or the left, witch rant in an hour, which one is going to be more epic. And I told you, I can't remember if I told you before the show or on the show that I've been listening to sports radio all day, but I have, and it's because Byron Leftwich. So it came out. So there's this guy on Jags Twitter who is really never wrong with the stuff that he has to say about the Jags, who they're drafting, who's getting hired, who's getting fired, that kind of stuff. Um, and he put out a tweet two nights ago saying that Byron Leftwich was going to be the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars after a second interview. Um, and that was kind of the direction that this has been trending for quite some time. I think that if we're not going to get Kellen Moore, this is the second best thing that we can do for Jacksonville. He's a retired Jacksonville Jaguar. The city loves him. Um, he's currently the offensive coordinator for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So even though he's only been in the league coaching for five years, I mean, that's a resume. And he's pretty much, in my opinion, and I think a lot of other people as, as well, when Bruce Arians does leave Tampa, I think that if he stayed, it would very obviously be his job. But Mm-hmm. Jacksonville has shown a lot of interest in him. I think that him coming back here would be awesome. And a lot of people feel that way as well. And so that tweet went out two nights ago and Schefter didn't tweet anything. Rap didn't tweet anything. And it kind of started to get a little sus for a minute. 
And then it came out today that the basically they offered him the job and he said, well, I don't want to work with Trent Bulky, which is the GM that caused all of the clown stuff, everything like that to explode. And when we decided to retain him, well, not we, because it's not a we decision. There's no we in this whatsoever. But when Shaw decided to keep bulky, I think that it's very evident that there were going to be some issues with whoever you decided to hire, not wanting to work with him. And so that came out this morning and that there might potentially, you know, not be a deal on the table and that sort of stuff. And then a reporter for the Arizona Cardinals came out and said that he was 99.9% positive that they would be hiring Adrian Wilson for GM in Jacksonville, which is, you know, he's a reporter, a very trusted one. And so that came out today and people just completely flipped within a couple hour span of like, oh my God, this sucks. We're going to fucking lose Byron for bulky. And now this comes out and everyone's like, oh my God, yes, this is the best thing that could happen. Like we have a black head coach, a black GM, young guys who want to be here, who want to work hard, who in their short track record have a good one. And so that happens. And then it comes out that the Saints are reaching out to interview Byron Lefwich and requesting to as well. So now all of these people that were supposed to kind of be our backup plan wound up getting, if, if Byron didn't work out, wound up getting jobs today. The Colts guy that we were looking at wound up going to Chicago, I believe. Um, and all of these just moves of people we were looking at. So now it's like, if Byron shows any sort of interest in the Saints, we're going to be fucking left with Trent Baalke and Darrell Bavell, and it's going to be it's going to go from here to here. People are going to jump ship. Jacksonville's going to burn down. It's going to be this fucking shit show if we don't get this under wraps in the next few days. And it's like, honestly, the fact that Byron Leftwich came in and said, this is what I want for me, the city and the players. And we didn't give it to him. And now we're like, well, shit, the guy we wanted is now off the table behind him. I put some pressure on him. Give the man some money. Our owner is such a cheap fuck. It's unreal unreal like you fucked up and fucked up and fucked up like do something right for once if we lose Byron Leftwich, and honestly if we lose Adrian Wilson at this point I man I never thought that I would see the day where I would pause my Jags fandom so hard like I shed literal tears over the Urban Meyer stuff and it's like I don't know man it's but it's such a dumpster fire. It's getting sad. Like I'm sad. I'm fucking sad. Like this is just it's so like emotionally like taxing. And it's like any like and I know that like people who listen to this podcast are obviously like sports fans and stuff, so they get it. But anyone who's listening to this who's like not a sports fan is probably like you're freaking crying over like a football team or whatever. But it's like you get it. Like sports are emotional. Mm-hmm. Sports are so oh, yeah. Emotional. I was talking about this last night. Yeah. It's tough. It's real tough. So wait, so well, j- just to clarify, so Byron Lethwich, so he's out. He's not. We don't know. Like we don't know. Hmm. We don't know. He's the guy we want. He used to be a Jacksonville Jaguar, one of the best Jaguars ever. And he coaches in Tampa with Tom Brady now. And it's like, we were mm-hmm. supposed to get him. And I guess he was like, yeah, I don't want to work with Trent Baalke because honestly, the second that he is fired from the Jaguars, that man will never, ever, ever step anywhere in the NFL ever again. No one will ever touch him. So it's like, I don't know why we're trying to be so buddy, buddy and like keep him here when if we let him go, nobody else would even want him and we don't even want him. So it's like, it's just just fucking come on. Like, stop dicking around. Our owner's being so cheap. Pay the guy whatever he wants. You've drug him around at this point enough. Just do it. And if the Saints hire him, I personally am flying to New Orleans and Dylan Sanders and I are going to fist fight. I mean that. This Dilly is, you know what? The week. 1v1 <laughs> me and Dilly. This is my Dilly shout out of the week. We're fucking fighting. We are <laughs> fighting, bitch. Fighting. Um... <laughs> Obviously, Sean Payton retired this week as well. And it came out that he, if Mike McCarthy is let go in Dallas, might be interested in the Dallas job. Although, I don't know. That's such a tricky situation over there. So I that, that was my only other comment this week is I'm curious to see how that goes. But Sarah and I did our picks for the last few weeks. Um, 
And we both took the Bengals, which was a good call. We both took the Packers, which was not a great call. And then you took the Bucks, and I took the Rams. So those were our picks last week. If you have been keeping up with that, maybe I'll make a note to myself to make a graphic for our tallies so you guys can see where we are standing. I also need to figure out what our punishment is because you still you still owe the people five seltzers. So maybe we'll just do a dual punishment if that's what happens. Yeah. Or if I lose, we just both have to. Okay. Okay. Maybe that's the thing. So this week we have um, the... Wait, did I mess up? Oh, I did mess up this week. So we have... Shit. I totally fucked this up. <laughs> Wait, Freddy. let's see Freddie. Freddie, shout out. Oh. Oh. Hopefully you are watching this. Oh my God, what is that face? Look at him. It's like, um, look at him. Hello? I love him. Okay. Look at his little head on a pillow. Right, um. Yeah, so this week, okay. we have the Bengals at the Chiefs and the 49ers at the Rams to choose between. Sarah, between the Bengals and the Chiefs, I assume you are taking the Bengals. Hell yeah. Okay. Right, Fred. Same same reasoning, just Joey B? Yep. All right. I, man, this is tough for me. This is so tough for me because Arrowhead is a tough place to play. Mm -hmm. But I got, I don't know. I don't know. This is so hard for me. I... I'm going, as much as I want to take Joe Burrow and the Bengals, I don't think that they are ready just yet to make it to a Super Bowl. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes and his team has a lot of experience there. It has to go through Arrowhead to get there. This might be the safe bet, but I am taking the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I also have some notes later for us to talk about Brittany Matthews. Don't you worry. Stay tuned for our thoughts about that woman later <laughs> i freaking hate her guts um and then 49ers at rams sarah what you got oh it's in la rams all right go i am taking go, go rams shout out anthony the red sox fan um <laughs> i also am taking the rams why are you taking the rams before i get into my reasoning Honestly, my thinking the last couple of weeks has just been there's no way Jimmy G continues to slide on through. So okay. I think his good luck streak ends now. Okay, I kind of agree. I'm with you there. So I don't think that the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo are able to not only go into Dallas and get an upset there, go into Green Bay and get an upset there, and then go into L.A., and get an upset in LA. So I too yeah. am taking the Rams. I also, you know, as great as the 49ers roster is, they are freaking stacked. They are so stacked, but the Rams put this team together over the last two years and this season as well with adding a couple players to their team to get a lot better. I think it, it was Super Bowl or bust for them this year. And honestly, I think that that's what it's going to be. I think we're going to get a Chiefs Rams Super Bowl. So those are my predictions. That is what I'm going with. Um, that is all of our football talk this week. Obviously, there were some awesome games last weekend. I wasn't watching because we were in Philly. So unfortunate. I do have the Chiefs Rams game or the Chiefs game with the Bills last week to watch recorded. So I will be watching that while I clean my office and fold my laundry tomorrow. Um, <laughs> also, like we mentioned, when we were in Philly, we got to go to an NLL game. So my only comment of the week is go Riptide. All my homies love the Riptide. Uh, that's <laughs> Jeff Cheats supremacy. That's all I have to say. Sarah, take us through the NLL. Okay. Well, first of all, I thought we saw the best game in the weekend easily. I know Philadelphia had that 18-10 game against Rochester the day before, but we got to see the first Riptide win of the season, and it was a great game just all around. Like, it's just back and forth the entire time. I will say, I don't know how you felt. I thought that was one of the best, like, sports, like, live sports environments I've ever been in. It's like, oh. it's like this, like, gigantic crowd of people, but, like, it's so, so fun with the music okay. and stuff. Yes, this was, I meant to talk about this in our Philly recap, but honestly, I told Sarah when we were sitting there, 
that I think that I was made to attend NLL games because it was the most <laughs> electric pregame anything that I have ever seen. They did the fucking <laughs> national anthem on an electric guitar with a guy that like, I know like he literally looks like Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> with an elect, like an electric guitar, a hot pink guitar and a cheetah print yep. strap. And I was like, I, this is my 80s dream. I was meant for this, the whole, like the lights and the fire. And then they played like really grungy. I hate my dad music the whole time. It was <laughs> fucking awesome. It was so, fun. so much fun. It just made the game because obviously box lacrosse is such a fast paced game. All right. Okay. Bye, Freddie. It's already such a fast paced game, but then when you add on the music and like they had like fire going, literal fire. <laughs> and we got to see the Riptide's first win of the season, baby. Hell yeah. So that leads me to my next point is we saw such a good game for the Riptide. And I said this to Kendra after the game. I was like, my article prediction from last week's Tune of the Week was right. I said it was something along the lines of, oh, the Riptide's game's trending upwards. Like they're going to get their first win sooner rather than later. Like all this stuff next fucking week i said it too i was like they're gonna win yes jeff teed had nine points and i'm so glad we're in attendance for that seven of them are assists but they're all primary assists so that was fucking sick he just does everything right and he's so so fucking good at lacrosse it's so sickening connor kiernan had four goals um i think he leads the team in goals so he had a good night. Then Steven Orleman, who's their rookie goaltender. So he's won last week that against Panther City went up against his brother in goal. And I gave his brother um, goaltender of the week last week. And mind you, Steven Orleman, this was only his second game that he's played a full 60 minutes. And he made 56 saves, which is 22 more saves than he made in his first 60-minute game. And, like, the Philadelphia Wings offense is scary. Like, those are some scary people coming at you. And he made 32 saves in the first half. Like, he looked so fucking good. So it was a great night to be a Riptide fan, which I will say I might be a Riptide fan. I know I said last week, I was like, oh, no, like Seals, Warriors. But I feel like because you're in attendance, I might have to be. <laughs> the Jeff- I know. Wait, did we just sup Jeff Teat? <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have. Hello? <laughs> I'm like... Okay, that like granted that's the only NLL game I've ever been to in person, but I don't know. I we were there, we were witnesses. <laughs> we were, we were, and they looked great. Like that was a great fucking game. So at Riptide, send us some merch because we fucking love you. <laughs> love. So, one win for the Riptide. We were there too, so that's a win for us. Dubs. Go rips. <laughs> go rips. So then my go rips. My other games to watch this week is Panther City. Well, games to watch this week. I have two. First one is Panther City at Saskatchewan. Both are one and four. I think if Saskatchewan loses this game at the trade deadline, they gotta be sellers. Like, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I've said for like the last three weeks, oh, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. If they lose to Panther City, the expansion team who they have the same record as and my come like Panther City's coming to Saskatchewan like it's a home game and they definitely I don't know how big a thing home field advantage is in the NLL but like Saskatchewan by far I would say has the most fans there like like the atmosphere we were in but with like even more people and like even more nuts if they can't fucking win to Panther City I don't know but we love Panther City we own it in the in the metaverse got dibs that's what I'm I'm like I kind of would love an upset (laughs) I love an upset especially a Panther City upset I would love that we would love that go be kind of sick go Panther City but then my second game of the week everyone should be watching which right now this is like on the low information but by the time it's published everyone will know so the Nighthawks at Toronto Rock is the TSN game of the week this week and Good friend of the program, Mackie Jenner, is now going to be featured every week on the TSN Game of the Week. It's like a 30-second breakdown. So everyone, you don't even have to watch the whole game. Just watch the segment for Mackie because we fucking love that for her. Yes. As she should. Our girl, as she should. Good for her. I saw her post today. If you do not follow Mackie Jenner, 
go follow her for all of your lacrosse stuff. She is hilarious. She's a gem. She's one of the nicest girls of all time. So go mm-hmm. follow her on Twitter, Instagram, all the things. Congratulations, Mackie. We should probably have her back on to like talk about all of this at some point. Yes, I would love to have her on again. Yeah, now that do it. PSN star. Yeah, it's true. We, oh my God. Why is everyone a friend on the, that's a friend of this program freaking famous, but us, we found out our intern, Tyler, shout out Tyler was supposed to be an extra, like on what Outer Banks or Euphoria or something. Euphoria. Yeah. Tyler. Euphoria star. Oh my God. Tyler, our intern is like way too big for us already. Like how the fuck did, what, (laughs) what, why is that? When is our moment? (laughs) Our little celeb. Our celebrities, Mackie and Tyler, now kids. <laughs> um, we talked about the NHL forever last week. Um, yes. So we do have some stuff to talk about this week. I'm going to move some things in our show notes right now. We are going to talk about the Jacksonville Iceman, but that's probably going to take us a hot second to get through because it's kind of a heavy topic. So Sarah, do you want to talk about the Avs game last night first? Because I fell asleep before all of this drama started watching this game but you were yeah. obviously up for it so let's let's get through this yeah so as everyone knows anyways I like like to follow the avalanche just because I love Kale McCarr and I think they're a fun team they were my pick for the Stanley Cup the last two seasons obviously that never panned out but I just think they're fun they were mine this team. year I would say I think it finally was like fuck the abs they always screw me over mm-hmm. I'm going to Panthers this year but I would love to see them win the Stanley Cup. But so they are now number one in the league. They took over that spot from the Panthers last week. They're on a 17-game win streak at home. Like, everything's just going right for them. And obviously, last night, they played the Bruins. The game started at 10, which I know everyone was, like, bitching about. But I'm like, perfect. I'm up till 2 a.m. anyways. And I had that game sign. I was like, all you guys can shut the fuck up. Like, I can't believe I have to stay up till 1. Like, shut up. You're going to be up anyways. Anyways. The Bruins, I'm not going to lie. I did not think they were going to be able to hang with the Avs. I thought this was going to be a blowout. They looked so good the first two periods, the Bruins. And, like, they're making the Avalanche just look pretty silly. Then, of course, the third period, which is weird because usually the Bruins, like, they have such a down, like, second period. But their third period is usually good. They just were doing nothing. It was lame. So, I I don't know. I think the only person who deserved a win after that was Almar because he looked great in net. But obviously, Kill McCarr got the overtime winner after they made the comeback in the third period. But the big story from that last night was Taylor Hall's hit on Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon did leave the game, and Avs fans, like, want Taylor We're, Hall's head yeah. for this. And I understand when you first, like, I will admit when I first watched it, like, when you're watching it live in time, like, I'm not analyzing, like, what's happening. I just saw Taylor Hall make a hit and, like, Nathan McKinnon's face all bloody whatever so I was like fuck I will say it was a clean hit I figure it's one of those things where they just make the hit and it was, I don't know just one of those freak things it wasn't because of the like obviously something happened when he hit him it was Nathan McKinnon's stick yep that it was yeah. like a complete freak accident and caused yep. that it was nothing that Taylor Hall like actually did that was a yeah. clean hit but now there's all this like conversation and discourse like oh fuck Taylor Hall like blah 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 as if he's like known to be some headhunter yeah which I'm like okay if you're a hockey fan I would think you know enough about Taylor Hall you know that's not how he plays the game like he would mm-hmm. never purposefully do that no one like called it as a dirty hit you watch it back a billion times and it is so clear that it was a clean His hit it's just an unfortunate thing and I get why at the avalanche like wanted to like fight back and be like fuck you Taylor Hall like obviously like Nathan McKinnon's one of if not their best player uh, yeah, obviously gonna you're gonna want to defend your guy like yeah like Landis Cog like was being a good captain like that's what he's supposed to do and I would be kind of mad if my best player went down like that and no one would to defend me but even Landis Cog said after the game he's like yeah I saw the hit like that wasn't on Taylor Hall we were just like defending our guy yeah 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 you, know, you have abs fans that like literally want Taylor Hall dead right now. <laughs> yeah, we we talked about this a little bit before the show, but like I totally agree with you. Like, if if it were my team watching that in real time, I'd be like, holy shit, yeah, fuck that guy. Even you know, regardless yeah. of if they're a headhunter or not, you know, like stuff happens on the ice, stuff happens off the ice, whatever. 
but it's like the the more you watch it back if you know hockey it's a clean stick and it's a very unfortunate clean hit very unfortunate stick placement and it's like if Nathan mm-hmm. McKinnon not only is he the abs best player in my opinion but he's over the last year or two, I think kind of become one of like the NHL sweethearts, you know, like he's a nice guy. He's good at hockey. He's good looking. He's very marketable. His team is good. He's in a good market. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think it's very easy for people to get up in arms about it. But it's like, if you know hockey, you know that that wasn't a dirty hit. And you know that that, that Taylor Hall is not that kind of player. So it's, it's really, it's really unfortunate. And it's like, it's sucks but it's like have we heard any injury updates like does he is he concussed does he just need stitches like I haven't heard anything I haven't heard any injury updates and like I don't know like people were mad because Taylor Hall wasn't fighting back but like if you watch that game it was like a playoff caliber game like it was such a good game it would be so stupid of Taylor Hall after like yeah like that's an unfortunate why would he have fuel to fire one like oh yeah let me get into it with this guy two why would he take a five minute major for that like just leave it at that point I think he did the best thing he possibly could in that situation like it's a tough situation because it is someone so big like Nathan McKinnon and again your team's gonna want to come back and defend you yeah but if Taylor Hall was like taking dumb penalties taking fighting majors like I don't even think that they would have had a chance in that game because he was such a key part to it yeah I don't know it's a tough situation I think but the people that are like that was a dirty hit he should see me suspended it's like was that your first time watching hockey <laughs> yep yep I agree with you super unfortunate uh there hasn't been a suspension or anything put out correct nope I don't I don't no, think there's, and gonna, I don't I don't think there's, there's gonna, gonna be like an investigation nope I don't think so either um, I, I do hope that Nathan McKinnon is okay though, unfortunately. And I hate to be one of those yes. people that's like, well, you know, sometimes stuff just happens in sports, but it's like, sometimes, unfortunately, when you play a contact sport, it happens. Yeah, like, again, it was a complete freak accident. Like some things you just can't prevent. It was just an unfortunate timing of events, I think. Yeah. Um, so obviously uh, we hinted that we want to talk about this Jacksonville Iceman story that came out. I don't think a lot of people have mm-hmm. talked about this, but if, if you listen to the show, obviously I'm from Jacksonville, I have a Jacksonville Iceman Jersey right here. Like I'm a big fan, um, know some guys on the team. Uh, so in the, in the last, it happened Saturday night, correct? When it was, it, it happened was, Saturday, yeah, it was Saturday. I think Saturday, Friday or Saturday night. Um, there was a game in Jacks or it was, it was away, I believe actually. And a Jacksonville Iceman player, uh, Jacob Panetta. Actually, I'm going to read this headline and then I'm going to read the statement that was released today by the team and we can sort of figure it out from there. So today there was an article that released that said the ECHL has suspended Jacob Panetta for the rest of this season after the brother of a long of longtime NHL player PK Subin accused the minor league defenseman of making monkey gestures in his direction Panetta 26 was released by his Jacksonville team Sunday a day after his actions towards Subban who is black Panetta said his gestures were not racially motivated Panetta said he was doing a tough guy bodybuilder gesture towards Subban Panetta added that he is made the same gesture towards other players on the ice. Um, So this kind of started because obviously there were some gestures towards PK Subin that were taken as racially motivated. Um, The Subin family made statements. He, Jacob Panetta put out a video kind of defending himself. Apparently there is some video of him doing this to other players who are not African-American that might be floating around, may not be floating around. That's a rumor that's also going around. Um, the owner of the Jacksonville Iceman also put out a statement saying the referee was to blame. And then this is the statement that kind of throws a wrench into everything for me. Cause Sarah and I watched, we read all the statements from the Iceman. We watched Jacob's video together. Um, we read all the Subin family statements, but this was the statement that was put out two hours ago by the Jacksonville Iceman. It's a little worthy. So, uh, bear with me here. Um, this has come up once again, and there is no room for racism of any kind in our game. This unfortunate incident is an opportunity for us to make a difference in our sport. We see this as an opportunity to listen and learn and use our platform to inform and educate, not just for our players and our fans, but for our sport and our community. 
We must do more if we're looking to grow our sport and engage minorities. As a team, we are connecting with local community leaders to help us understand the impact of this incident and how we co can collectively make a difference. We need to understand and recognize all forms of racism to ensure that we will abolish it from our game forever. We are committed to implementing new initiatives and community engagement opportunities to identify and defeat all forms of racism in our game and our community. What do you make of that? It's kind of like a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> it's a whole lot of nothing, but for me, it's also like they kind of went very quickly from defending Jacob Panetta and mm -hmm. his statement that was released and stuff like that to the opposite side of that coin for me. That's what that's what that yeah. statement kind of gave me. I don't know about you. Yeah, I feel like they definitely took a very safe approach because they probably don't want to get any more backlash, even though at this point it's inevitable. But yeah, they definitely flipped something there that now they're like racism, like we're not racist. Don't even like, you know, because they already cut ties with him. It's he's gone. He's out of their organization. Yeah. So I don't know, actually. I'm like, did they like find something else out? I don't know. Well, so Panetta can appeal his, you know, suspension or whatever after this season. But regardless of that, I think that this kid's career is over. And unfortunately, whether it was racially motivated or not, we may never know. It's like you have to be self-aware enough in today's day and age as to why certain things you do may or may not be offensive to certain people. And just because you didn't take it that way and another certain community didn't take it that way doesn't mean that another one doesn't. And mm -hmm. I do feel bad that this kid's career is most definitely over and he will have to live with this for the rest of his life, whether he meant to or not. It's like, <laughs> if you are an athlete and you are celebrating and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, as a former athlete, we both know that in the heat of the moment, sometimes like you don't think about what you're doing. And it's like, don't get me wrong, like the bodybuilder, whatever thing is all over all the time. But it's like, you have to understand that like certain communities take things different ways. And it's like, that might be your intention, but that's not how it was seen. And, and it's it, like I said, it's unfortunate, but I'm thankful that there is a conversation at least being had. I hate that it's at the expense of someone in their career, but it's like, we're talking about it. I think because hockey culture is so toxic and you see so many cases where guys are making racial gestures or they are making like homophobic comments, like anything like that. Or like even, even more serious cases where guys like are committing fucking sexual assault and they just mm -hmm. keep getting these second chances. They're like, oh, well, let's just send them to this other league and like kind of keep them out of the spotlight for a little bit and then bring them back a year or two later. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think at this point, this kid's career is over. And I hate saying that he's the one that like, okay, this is almost like a turning point for hockey culture. Cause I'm sure it's not a turning point knowing hockey culture. Like this is just one case where they actually yeah. did the right thing. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a good example to be made for people that are in like hockey that are like, okay, like I need to be aware of what I'm saying. I need to be aware of what I'm doing. Even not be a fucking piece of shit, even if I don't think I'm being a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, and I think that a lot of other hockey players who, you know, might be making this gesture or something like that are probably like, huh. I probably shouldn't do that anymore. And it's unfortunate, but it's, it's true. You know, like it, it sucks, but it's true. Um, so that's, what's going on with Jacksonville. Those are kind of our thoughts, unfortunate situation. Um, but it sucks because I feel like, unfortunately, whenever things like this happen, conversations started, but like not as organically as, you know, you and I would like to see it happen. Um, yeah, it's only when it's in the news that they actually yeah. talk about it and pretend to give a shit. Like, who knows if this will even even like change anything even within like one's community who knows but at least for now there is a conversation like you said yeah it sucks um and i i hope that it, it changes over time but we uh as always are going to move into the closing of our show and the rest of our not so sports related but still sports related stuff pop culture shit of the week sarah what's up um, I don't know if you saw this. Andrew Kendrick and Bill Hader have apparently been dating for over the last year. I love Bill Hader. I find Anna Kendrick very annoying. I'm not going to lie. 
this is the like such a weird couple like I don't know what it is the last couple of years we've just seen the weirdest celebrity couples and like they're definitely not the weirdest but I just like came and see them like interacting with each other and I love Phil Hader and I just don't like Anna Kendrick so maybe it's just my personal like beef with her but I'm like what the fuck is this couple <laughs> okay wait so you do or do not like Anna I don't like Anna Kendrick okay why I just heard she's a very rude person and like everything I've seen about her that people have met her said she's very rude and I don't find her all that talented (laughs) but then once I heard she's not a nice person I'm like okay fuck you Anna Kendrick okay all right I don't hate that um my tea party segment of the week is for all of you Boston fans out there Tom Brady said this week that he vows to be the husband and father that Giselle and their kids deserve. So, wait, this is my pop culture, not tea party. I'm sorry. This is my pop culture. I am, I'm not even drinking today and I'm like off. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, but that was in the news this week. So do we think that Tom Brady is going to retire to hang out with Giselle and the kids? Listen, I love Tom Brady. He says like all, like he knows exactly what he's doing when he says this type of shit. It's been the same fucking thing for the last like five years. So, hello, Freddie. He's Where it's just like, oh, what can I say that might get people talking? And I get it. I think he's so great at marketing himself. He's got a great team behind him when it comes to marketing himself. Like, shut up. Like, you know how it's going to be taken. You know what you're doing. And, like, I do love Tom Brady, but I'm like, is it just because now he's like, oh, I'm not playing football anymore. Like, season's over. How can I get people still talking about me? Like, I, like, made a tweet the other day. I'm like, I wonder how many, because I've already seen a few. Is this the year that Tom Brady retires? I'm like, I wonder how many of those fucking articles exist over, like, the course of the last, like, five or six years. I'm like, I'm about to mute them. I don't fucking care at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like if he retires, like it's inevitable. It's coming. We've been saying that. Like we know it's coming within the next year, five years. I don't fucking know at this point, but I'm like, whatever. Like shut up. <laughs> um, my only other pop culture thing that I wanted to shout out this week is our weekly fuck the Kardashians significant others or ex-significant others segment on this show. Did you see that Kanye West made a claim that Kim had another sex tape with Ray J? That's what my tea party is. Oh, is it? No. Okay. We'll talk about it in a second because I'm glad that you put that up because I did not see that. So, all right, well, we'll move into our tea party segment, which is, if you don't know, it's kind of our shit talk segment about people. So go off queen. Okay. Yeah. So Kanye came out and was like, yeah, there's a second tape with Ray J. And one, why are you blackmailing the, like, mother mother of your children? children? I don't know. But Ray J released a statement. Not even a statement. It was, like, literally just one sentence. He was like, this needs to stop. I have kids. (laughs) Literally, Ray J's like, dude, fuck off. Like, leave me out of this. Like, leave my family out of this. Like, what are you doing? Kanye like obviously we know he has his issues whatever why are you trying to blackmail the mother of your children it's awful so I think we talked about this in our hotel room this weekend it was an interview that Kim had recently I want to say it was like with Andy Cohen or something where you know callers or tweeters or texters or whatever could ask anonymous questions and someone asked Kim when you know North and you know the girls start to get a little bit older and honestly the boys too Mm -hmm. how she is going to handle the sex tape situation because it's like you can't hide that from your kids when you are this big of a public figure and it's literally on Pornhub so It's literally on Pornhub. Um, not that I have, I, I've seen it. We've all seen it. <laughs> have you seen it? I've never seen it. Um, this, this is why we are the yin and yang of podcasting right here. Like <laughs> The second I was old enough to know about that, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm watching it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like how she was going to handle that. And she goes, you know, I'm just going to have to be honest with them. And it's like the fact that, Kanye is kind of like contributing to this trauma for her and Ray J and their kids and Ray J's kids. It's just like, 
shut the fuck up. Like you already, you know, said you were going to beat up Pete. You already bought the house across the street. You're dating a girl that Pete knows from like set or something like that. And now you're bringing your kids into something that is like very traumatizing for anyone, let alone being in like the spotlight. So just shut the fuck up, Kanye. You see, he also said today that he's putting out um, Donda part two or something on like February 22nd. Everyone's like, no, you're fucking not. Like, no, you're not. Like, shut up for one fucking day. You're not doing any of this shit. Like, you are just need the spotlight at all times and it's bizarre like you are the father like go see your fucking kids go hug your kids like shut the fuck up (laughs) yeah it's like not that the first donda came out on time anyway and it's so sad because he (laughs) is really talented like his old music Mm -hmm. is awesome his old music is so good it's timeless but him as a person i like i there are a lot of people that I would like to do horrible things to. And, you know, you can interpret that however you like, but he is one of those people that I think that I could seriously watch like the blood drain out of his body. And I would just be like, yep. All right. We're good here. That's good for Freddie. <laughs> the, the other person that I could watch the blood drain from their body and not give a single shit is Brittany Matthews. She is actually the worst human being in the world. We, we've talked about her and Jackson Mahomes in this podcast a lot during this segment. But if you haven't seen it earlier this week, she was seen, I think it was five degrees in Kansas city when she did this, but she's sitting up in her, you know, warm heated box at the game and the chiefs win. And she starts spraying champagne out of the box onto the crowd. And people were like, well, you clearly have never won anything. If you'd be mad about this or like, just let her like be her or whatever. And she tweeted And she said, I wish that I could just live my life without people having something to say about it every week. And it's like, maybe if you weren't such an entitled, clueless piece of shit, that wouldn't happen. Like, if you sprayed shit, I don't care if the Jackson, actually, it's not even the Super Bowl. It's not even the fucking Super Bowl. That's my thing. I'm like, you've been there for a Super Bowl victory. So why are you celebrating like that? Like, you you haven't won anything yet. you haven't won the Super Bowl, so that's the only time I could be okay. Yeah, like heated the moment, whatever. Like you've been there, you have experienced this before, and like you said, it's fucking freezing. I'm gonna be pissed too. I don't care if my team just wanted to spray cold alcohol. Dude, if I were in five degree weather, wearing a vintage, like you cannot buy any more Jacksonville Jaguars anything, or even honestly, if I was wearing fucking Walmart <laughs> and it was five degrees outside, yeah. and you and, and it, even if my team won, if it's not the Super Bowl. Keep the fucking champagne to yourself. Like you still have two more games, two more games. And yeah, that was one of the best games in NFL playoff history, but it's like, Mm -hmm. you are just so clueless and entitled and stuck up. And I, and the fact that you are trying to play the victim here, because it's like, first of all, like I made a tweet about it and like the lack of consent and the people, the lack of people on the internet who don't understand what consent means and what consent does not mean just because I go to a football game does not mean that I consent for you to spray me and my entire family in my insection and fucking champagne because you feel like it and you're sitting in fucking box seats I don't give a damn especially because I feel like no one in Kansas City even likes Brittany Matthews to begin with they probably turned around and saw who it was it was like this fucking bitch (laughs) I think it just made it so much worse that was coming from her she's literally the worst and I saw a bunch of women like trying to defend her and stuff on like um well who do you think like when Jack or when Patrick goes home at night and like he needs comfort and like she is the backbone of the Kansas City Chiefs because her husband is being supported by her so you should all just shut up and I'm like shut the fuck up shut up shut up shut the fuck up I hate all of you shut up shut up (laughs) like I hate it (laughs) there's no way they have not gone into several fights and I don't like to speculate on other people's relationships but there's no way that they've not gone into several fights because of her behavior and her and Jackson from time to time yeah oh my god as like brothers I can only fucking imagine what has been said (sighs) god I just I think that he's just so over dealing with it and I honestly think that he just she he seems to wear the pants in the relationship, but she sure as shit picks him out. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that she thinks that she like deserves something or can do whatever she wants because they've been together since like they were 15. But like, honestly, maybe the wedding hasn't happened yet because (laughs) Patrick's just like, I'm going to delay this as long as I possibly can. (laughs) Um, So our final segment of the week is our Twitter segment of the week, bussin' bonk segment of the week. DM of the week, whatever you guys want to call it. That's what this is. Um, Sarah, what mentions or DMs really set you off this week? Um, I got a few. None of them are like mean or anything. They're just kind of like funny. Um, one, I think I showed this to you when you're in the hotel room. I was like looking at my Instagram DMs and I saw this one. Someone, some boy men- uh, messaged me in September. It was like, it's insane how funny you are. You are. That is all. Then Sunday at like 2 a.m. Like that was months ago. He said that he goes, too bad you will never see these. <laughs> and that just made me laugh. I'm like, has he just been like waiting to see like, this is the day. This is the day she sees my message and she's going to respond, which that was the first time I had seen it. It just so happened to pop up at the top. But I was like, I'm just not going to respond at this point because I feel a little bad. <laughs> Rip. Then my other two one was a message I got and was like she just sent me like it was you know that in euphoria how Sydney series like dressed up in like that country outfit like nothing anyone wears on a normal day basis definitely not me she sent it to me she goes I'm a simple woman I see a small blonde white woman on my twitter and I think it's you and I respond I love Sydney Sweeney but do you think I dress like that And she was like, well, like, she just looks cute. <laughs> okay. Thanks. I don't dress like that, though. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not. Okay. Then another one I got. So, you know, like, how, like, all these people have, like, different group messages and whatnot on Twitter. Like, it's uh-huh. usually, like, the younger people. Yes. I guess someone sent me a screenshot from one, and it's this kid was, like, they didn't give me any context. It was just a screenshot of it. It was just, like, she's Sarah Griffin, not Corinna Kopp. I don't want to just hit. I want to respect her. <laughs> and I laughed so hard. I had to look up who Corinna Kopp is. I do know who she is now, and I realized I've seen her and stuff. But I was just, like, when the, someone said, oh, yeah, someone was talking about you in one of our group messages. I was, like, oh, God. I don't want to like, know. I don't want to know. Like, they're, like, no, no. Like, it was really sweet. <laughs> That is... And I was like, oh, this is not what I was expecting. <laughs> um, those are good. You you haven't had some good ones in a while, but those were good. I know. Um, one of ours is one of mine is a joint for us. Anthony the Red Sox fan has now been including our dogs in the bus and alerts, and it has been the best thing to ever happen to us. But Sarah, I forgot what the bus and heat tweet was about. I think it was somebody, was it with Joe Burrow? No, it was Jimmy G. It was Jimmy like G. Someone turned up the heat or something? Yes, okay, okay. yes. I posted the picture of Jimmy G after the win last week. And I said, <laughs> who turned up the heat in here? And Anthony goes, I turned up the bus and heat. <laughs> so now everything with me and Sarah is just bus and heat and the dogs now be included in our <laughs> tweets. It's so good. Sarah and I have not stopped laughing. We laughed about this for like a two hours the other night. <laughs> we were laying in bed and we were definitely not sober. Um, and we just were crying, laughing, scrolling through his Twitter for like two hours. <laughs> Go Rams. All my homies love the Rams. <laughs> Turned up the bus and me. <laughs> so good. The dogs do be bussing. Um, you are so bussing, Fred. After, speaking of Jimmy G, after he beat Aaron Rodgers last week, I saw a tweet that said, congrats to Jimmy G on replacing Dr. Fauci as Aaron Rodgers' least favorite Italian. <laughs> I swear to God, I had to like go back and like find my favorite tweets this week. And I cried when I found that because it does not get old. That's so funny. Um, And then I have two that were like directly three that were directly at me this week that just made me laugh. Someone called me Karen Middleton. 
because I posted a picture of me at brunch with sunglasses on and my middle finger. And it looked like maybe we were inside, but we were outside like in a tent eating. So I had my sunglasses on. He was like, sunglasses yeah. inside and you're probably pissing off the waiters or whatever, Karen Middleton. And I was like, well, that's a first. <laughs> um, Cause I, just, I feel like I'm not a Karen at all. Um, but I think I'm like opposite of a Karen. So I'm glad that like the Twitter users came to my defense on that one. Um, my other two were yeah. someone tweeted me this week and said, such a good looking young lady, <laughs> such a foul mouth at times, but spelled foul like the bird. And I love this. <laughs> I love this. The responses were gold. It made my week. It just like a, a foul mouth. And also, like, why foul. do you care? Why do you care? Why do I bother you so bad? Like, foul. just don't follow me. Or spelling's making me laugh. I don't I know. know it's spelled like foul. that. Yeah, and then like everyone kept tweeting me about like you like shit about me and birds, and it was awesome. Um, and then my <laughs> last tweet of the week happened like an hour ago. I said Trevor Lawrence greater than Jameis Winston, and we all know that Duval natives respect publics. And someone goes, fuck you and fuck Publix. And I was just like, cool. <laughs> That's just... But he spelled it with a Q. He literally, it was fuck you with a Q and fuck Publix with a Q. And I was just like, all right, sick. Great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so those were my tweets of the week. Sarah, do you have any closing thoughts? Yes, I have two. One, everyone watch, watch Mackie on TSN. And two, I just want to. Good night, Freddie. Good night, Fred. Um, my, closing, my closing thoughts are that next week's episode is either going to be our best episode ever or our worst episode ever. No pressure at Jaguars. Um, we love you guys. Good night, Freddie. Have a bustin' week. Keep on sipping, y'all, and we'll see you next week. No free sample if they ever wanna try. Gotta buy the whole damn pie. If you ever wanna slice, that's the truth. Only tell the truth. What the hell you do? You got that juice. Fresh squeeze to Q. I can tell you new, and it ain't just you. Girl, it ain't just you. It's your whole damn crew. Got the haters on mute. Cause they love that view. Keep looking at you. Ain't nothing new. This is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Cause this is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Saturday, y'all. Uh, Saturdays and Celsius. <laughs> With your hosts, Kendra and Sarah. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs>